0: everyone to episode 125 of Rain Delay Radio, a baseball podcast. My name is Lewis and today we're we're bringing it back to basics. I've got Nine here in the booth with me and we're going to take a break from those longer episodes we've been having and just have a nice quiet let's talk about some news from the week this week we'll we'll see how that goes uh the last time i said that we talked for almost two hours so let's uh, <laughs> uh, i don't think yeah. we're quite there uh with this week's news but naim how have you been this week i have been good yeah no it was so funny because like uh uh in april the,
1: the, the video game episode uh, or the video game segment and before that you were like you're yeah, probably gonna talk for like 15 minutes and then went for like 45 uh and, I, that and was then Dylan. Sp- Dylan
0: always underestimates
1: these things well but then it was the and same thing last week where you were like yeah i are probably gonna do like 15 20 minutes and then another 45 minute segment you did the exact same thing with the exact same three people <laughs> it was truly the funniest thing in editing i was like are you kidding me <laughs> like i don't my actually, if uh, uh coincidentally this episode there was like a last last week's episode there was a weird uh like recording hiccup that I had to do the most editing I've had to do in an episode oh, in a seriously? while uh it was not that big a deal. I don't know, I don't know why it happened, but yeah, for some reason, like I had to like cut trim a bunch out of Pat's audio oh. um. But uh, uh, just to, like to to keep stuff lined up, yeah. like it was like for some reason there were like long breaks in Pat's audio that weren't in yours and Dylan's, and I don't know why it happened. But whatever, I you know it wasn't oh, it wasn't super
0: duper because we thought we had like the perfect crisp uh, yeah. intro, no edits. You did you did it wasn't it wasn't your fault it (laughs) was something something with the
1: recording happened that like made it made it up so i was like okay whatever but it also like yeah the segment (laughs) like it was an it was an hour intro and then a 45 minute segment
0: (laughs) yeah you know what you're welcome everyone who has a long commute on mondays
1: (laughs) if you got if you got a really long commute you're welcome for the last few episodes and sorry for this one i guess (laughs)
0: So, uh, well, how has your week been, Nime? Nah, since we've got a little time to kill here,
1: uh, <laughs> my week has my week's been good, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, I feel like I ended up doing a lot. To, I got a bad haircut that I have to like go get fixed, but Ooh. other than that, it was a solid week. I was in Boston last week, so like I, uh, you know, I've uh, I, I, I got to see uh, another game, I my third game ever at Fenway, oh, and nice. it was it actually wasn't. I probably, I like. I was there for like five days and I was like, yeah, I probably won't get a shot to go to Fenway. And then I saw the Cardinals were in town and I was like, well, then I have to. Um, so, so I got to go see the Cardinals uh, win a game at Fenway. And what might be the last Adam Wayne start I get to see, I'm going to try to go to another one, but like, you know, it's hard to like time that kind of stuff up with, right. with pitcher schedules and stuff like that. So I, I'm glad I at least got to see one way. start in 2023.
0: How'd so. he do? He hasn't been doing great this year, but did yeah, you get a good it, one? It,
1: we won uh he didn't get the win i think he gave up like four runs in like five or six innings which is like not terrible but not ideal but uh but the cardinals won and uh you know it was and it was it was a super exciting game it was the the friday may 12th game um if you want to look at the box score of that so like it was it was very back and forth i went with uh with a couple cousins who live there one of whom like isn't like a big red Sox fan, but like lives in Boston is a sports fan, ostensibly is a red Sox fan. So, uh, so we got back to, uh, uh to his brother, also my cousin, uh, back to his apartment after the game and they were like, how'd it go? He's like, well, the red Sox lost. Was like, yeah, but It was a good game. Like the whole time. And also he had never, so I, had, uh, this is my first game in person with the pitch clock oh, uh, and it was okay. his first game in person in years as well. Um, and, uh, definitely you know it's 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 definitely a different experience um a little bit uh, you know tougher I think to like just like hang out and have a conversation but uh especially for people who aren't already baseball fans which is the reason you know you and I are going to go to however many games we're going to go to if there's a pitch clock right. or not but to get new fans in uh it was huge um so like he sat there and watched the game and he's like this is the best baseball game I've seen in years like I might go to more games this summer because he's gonna be living in Boston in the summer um he's like I might end up going to more games this summer because like you know, you can get student tickets. He's a he's a grad student, so you can get student tickets for nine bucks. And like, it's you know, it's a much faster paced game it's much much better for yeah for not for people who aren't you know who who like struggle going to baseball games because they're so long right they're not anymore and like and the game's always moving you know it's a 15 or 20 second clock and it's just you there's not as much time of just sitting around where nothing is happening so for him who is a big basketball fan you know it's, it's much more like oh okay i can get into this kind of pace of game which is which was definitely much much harder in uh in the pre-pitch clock era. I do still think that maybe you could add 2 to 3 seconds onto the clock um and still have the benefits of, you know, of people like him wanting, you know, being more excited and also let you know, let the game breathe just a little bit more. But uh, but I do think it's yeah, it was uh, it was a fun experience, and and it was great for him especially. Like oh, this is this is baseball now. Okay, I can get into this. And also like us knowing we're gonna get out of here at like nine thirty ish. Even in like an eight to six game, the game lasted like under two and a half hours. You know, so like um yeah, I think it was no, it was close to three hours uh but it wasn't 8 to 6 game there were a lot of runs and, right. and stuff like that so it's still like it you know it 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 still breezed by for a game that probably would have gone three and a half hours a year prior.
0: Yeah. I made it to my first game about a month ago. And I actually, the first game in a while, um, cause you know, we live a decent distance from the twin cities. Minnesota's a big state. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me, me and my wife went and I loved it. I loved the pitch clock. I've never been one to get up multiple times to go grab stuff anyways. Um, Usually when I go to games, I I often in the past have gone by myself and just wandered around the ballpark. Um, yeah. But, you know, going with someone, um, it helped that her brother works for the Timberwolves and got us nice, you know, season ticket level behind the plate seats. Um, So the lines were shorter because they have, you know, pretty exclusive. So, so that might have made it easier when I knew there wasn't sure, going to be a line. Sure, sure. Um no, honestly no, like we got good. through like
1: we got through like right at like at game time and like uh, missed, like, the first inning and a half because we went to the bathroom before going to our seats. Oh. And it's like, the game moved so quickly. And I guess at Fenway, for some reason, um, I don't know how it is at, at most parks. I think of Bush, obviously, most often. At, at Bush, you can definitely, like, they, they pump the radio in in the concourses. Oh, yeah. They don't at Fenway. Oh, really? And so, like, so you can, you there's still other TVs, and you can, like, uh, uh, you know, in the concourse. But, like, if you're, like, in the bathroom, there's not a TV in the bathroom. There's no radio pumping into the bathroom. There might have just been, like, something happening that day that might be, like, repairing it or whatever um because I, like i said I, I went to fenway twice last year and then and then once last week but uh yeah <laughs> so i was like i want to hear the game but okay i guess
0: <laughs> gotta get there early man that's, that's i know you gotta, gotta be, get there early yeah uh, I, I can't imagine what time dodgers fans have to leave right now to to get to the game early <laughs> enough to get that all the way
1: yeah yeah i mean we took the T as well like i think i think i think honestly we missed one like if we had gotten to the T like 2 minutes earlier we would have gotten to the game on time but we missed like one train so the mm. next train got us there 10 minutes after we had planned to get there and it was just like just just a, a hair wrong timing which you know happens like we literally watched that train leave and it was like oh damn oh,
0: yeah that's that's always frustrating oh well. when you watch it leave uh I know it's the worst. All right. Well, Hey, uh, you know, I went to game. I loved it. It was amazing. I really enjoyed the pitch clock so far. I know some people want it to breathe a little more. Um, I like it tight as it is. Just a little. I just, I just, I just a little. a little worried how, like if you budge a little bit, like there, there are some things I'm obviously not a fan of, like calling a strike on a batter when the pitching coach is walking out to the mound. Um, for not being in the box that I, that I'm not a fan of Uh, that. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't uh, make sense to me, but I, I do. Well,
1: and there's obviously, I know I just talked about it last week, the, the Wilson Contreras, uh, Kenley Jansen thing, which was the day after I went is when that happened. And that was its own (laughs) whole thing.
0: (laughs) But I think I like that. They're like, they're tight with it. And as much as I dislike some of the rulings, they're mostly pretty consistent. And they lean more on the no, 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 just like get in there and show up. And because, like, there have been times where a batter standing there and they're in with eight seconds left and the pitcher's not in the mound yet, but the batter's there and ready. And yeah, it looks kind of dumb, but hey, uh, the batter's avoiding a strike. And hey, it's a free ball if you're doing that. So, um, yeah, I-, I really enjoy it. But, uh, uh, one thing i enjoy a lot more than that is the the sweet sweet uh validation and vindication of seeing domingo <laughs> german ejected and suspended for sticky stuff uh a couple weeks after twins fans were clowned or uh or accusing him of it when the man, when the umps told him to uh, wash it off and he Apparently didn't wash it off enough, and then they gave him another chance. And Rocco got ejected, and everyone was clowning on Twins fans for that. And uh, well, 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 Domingo German, oh, the
1: turntable ejected yeah. and suspended
0: for sticky stuff. And this is an important note. It is the first time since Emily's Crackdown that an ump not named Phil Cuzzy has ejected a pitcher for a foreign substance. All three previous ones have been Phil Coussey. Um, This is the first non-Cuzzy related uh, ejection. I kind of wish it was because that means he wouldn't have been umping the Twin Series and he was a flaming <laughs> pile of dog poop uh the entire series that he was doing for us but uh hey how how long is the suspension uh it's a 10 game suspension 10 game okay, so suspension l- a start yeah and uh it, it's funny his uh germans uh letter he put out uh acknowledging like hey I'm not I'm not appealing and basically saying it's because uh MLB is in charge it's not a neutral arbiter so mlbpa says it's not worth it because we're not going to win and the team wants me to just take it now since i just started so i'm not going to appeal the suspension um which sounded almost word for word like max scherzer's letter (laughs) like i mean i wouldn't
1: be surprised you know if it's just the if it's the mlbpa form letter that they were like just send this one out yeah
0: yep but hey, they remember to change names, so that's in, <laughs> yeah. that's important. Uh, yeah, I mean, and let me cheat off your homework here, Max. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Scherzer
1: is like the player rep, right? He's one of the player reps, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he said it was just the rosin bag, right? But uh, but the ump said, uh, what was it? He's like, it, it's uh, Herman is the 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 stickiest I've ever seen a hand, and it definitely wasn't rosin. <laughs> it's like.
0: All right, you know. I mean, that's the same thing because he said about Scherzer, but somehow I believe someone not named Phil Cuzzy about it more. Just because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, and something about like you know, I, I, and maybe maybe
1: we're wrong to believe someone like Max Scherzer more than Domingo Herman, but like, you know, whatever. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it was. I mean. When it happens once, it's like, OK, OK, but you get you get you get pulled over for speeding a couple times and eventually they're going to give you the ticket. Yep, right. Yep. Like, and look, if you've already uh, been
1: suspended for uh, for other things, uh, right? you know, it's you, you're certainly right? you're certainly not believed to be a person of high moral character <laughs> is is what I'll say. <laughs>
0: Uh, in a completely different note, uh, Trevor Bauer has been sucking in Japan. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in. I, did. uh, but back to I, the I didn't Yankees, want to bring that up, uh, but yeah, he
1: did. He did get sent, sent down for an adjustment start, which I think is something they have. Was it is it Japan or Korea? I forgot where it was. But, Japan, uh, Japan. Right, right. Yeah. right Yokohama Bay Stars, right? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I do want is to... Is, is an adjustment start just like a thing they have in Japan for like, hey, we're not going to put this guy on the IL, but it's just like, we just want to like give him a... a you know a start somewhere else so we don't screw up his rhythm because that's kind of an interesting thing to have um and
0: i like it I mean, it, it helps it probably helps that I mean just geographically the teams are more concentrated I'm assuming yeah. all of the minor league teams are much closer cuz not not every Franchise in MLB is as lucky as like the Twins that have their right. minor league team just across the river. Yeah. Um, well, or, and, and, and you for know, what
1: it's worth, I think with the with the last realignment, it has gotten a lot closer to do that kind of stuff. Um, to to have teams that are you know within at least a couple of hours, um, uh, or like at least have one team. But uh, the other thing right. is is um, you know uh, culturally, I think uh, uh, Japanese teams are less likely to abuse that kind of thing than American teams. <laughs> are right. <laughs> I, think that, I think they probably have more trust in uh in japanese uh japanese club uh club executives than in american ones just because of just because of the cultural differences so i it would be a cool thing to have but i can i can very much see it getting abused very quickly here in a way that i think just culturally japan doesn't do that kind of they just they just don't <laughs>
0: you know it's it's, yeah. it's the honor thing right yeah but i i think i think you could do it in mlb it's just the player needs to be on board the player well the player needs to be on board but like you just
1: i think you would have to have very specific rules around it because i can i can imagine a starter in mlb just being like hey look i agree let me just get like one start in triple a just to like get myself right but i don't want to get put on the il because that affects my value down the line if it looks like i got injured but like, but
0: that's where options that's what options like when you run out of options a team can still ask the player like hey you want to go down to the minors for a little bit. or Yeah, but I think you can, very
1: specifically can't go down to the minors for a spot start because you have to be down for a certain amount of time, right? Oh, that's
0: true. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so it's like,
1: unless it's injury related, which right. is why then it's a fake injury thing. And also accepting, you know, like accepting an assignment to the minors feels different than accepting a, hey, here's a very specific one. Like we're very, we're making it very public. You're going down for one game to get just an adjustment and then come back up i don't know it it would be interesting but i just i feel like yeah the way mlb works they just wouldn't make it it just wouldn't work (laughs) the the way the business works in america anyway
0: right all right well hey uh back to the yankees uh because there's a lot of weird (laughs) stuff with them this week i was scrolling through it seems like all the news typical new york bias was all yankees and Mets stuff but uh yeah, uh, so there's a big Yankees Blue Jays beef a rollin', uh and unfortunately we don't have nineteen games where they're playing each other to really crank up the heat. Cupid balance schedule. Uh, no but uh, listen
1: i would much rather uh watch the yankees play the blue jays 19 times than watch the cardinals play the twins three times like i agree right yeah (laughs) it's not worth it
0: yeah i I think both of us agree no offense to the other person's team but i just don't care
1: yeah like i just like i'm like all right fine here's like you know like it was again it was nice to be able to see the cardinals in boston right while i was there but like i didn't you know if they weren't there i just would have not gone to
0: a game like i so uh, so, um, Aaron, well, who was even pitching? Uh, see, that's how that's how irrelevant everything else has felt. Uh, it didn't even matter who was pitching. Swanson, Eric Swanson. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pitching. And uh, apparently he admitted he was probably tipping pitches. And uh, apparently the Yankee dugout was likely catching on to it and relaying that to the to judge before he hit a home run. And a whole lot of brouhaha. The Blue Jays were upset that the third base coach was out of the box so far. And like after that happened. And then of course, Aaron Boone has to skit angry about where the Blue Jays third base coach is, and all that back and forth and blah, blah, blah. Um, just, just ridiculous stuff all around. End result, the Yankees keep beating the Blue Jays, Blue Jays get one win. Uh, whatever. And now there's beef and it feels like a whole big nothing burger.
1: Oh, yeah, it does feel like a nothing burger, but it's one of those like nothing burgers that that because I mean, largely because it's the Yankees and they're like the biggest market team, right? right. Um, It uh, it like sort of permeates so like lance lynn was on aj prasinski's podcast and was like yeah i'd throw at him for that and it's like <laughs> what <laughs> you're like first of all the fact that lance lynn who is an active starting pitcher right uh would say yes i would throw at aaron judge over that like i don't know if the white Sox have faced the yankees yet but if if lance lynn gets anywhere near aaron judge that feels like <laughs> like at least a warning if not an ejection immediately right like he said it publicly what well, i love lance lynn but that's that's bonkers right if, that's I was,
0: if i was lance lynn with a 666 era i would also throw at judge to avoid pitching <laughs> to judge what? uh fair enough yeah fair <laughs> enough <laughs> um, i do not uh condone throwing at people for the record uh, it was an easy yeah. setup for a joke. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it's been so
1: bad this year. I love Lance Lynn. I'm it's such a bummer.
0: Um, but it, you know, you mentioned yeah, it, it's Aaron Judge, uh, and so that that makes the whole thing bigger. And it doesn't help that he has been on a monster tear since coming back from the yeah. injured list. Like what the heck? He's nerf. Um, but <laughs> today today was a disappointment because did he? I don't think he hit a home did he hit a home run today? He's like seven uh, home runs in the last 7 days. It's been crazy uh the pace he's yeah, been he's on. Almost, he's
1: like he's like the Christopher Morel of uh oh, of the no, no,
0: Disappointing disappointing uh oh he he yesterday. I'm I'm thinking of yesterday. He wasn't in the lineup today. Uh <laughs>
1: oh hard, yeah hard to hit a home run yesterday in cincinnati he didn't hit a home run of all the places of all the ballparks to not hit a home run
0: he only went four for that's, four yeah that's where that's where we were going here wasn't it <laughs> come on <laughs> what what come on what a scrub ate it dfa oh speaking of DFAs, dfa him like he did aaron hicks, aaron hicks. all right so what are your feelings on the other aaron uh getting dfa'd here
1: I mean, Aaron Hicks feels like he has been, uh, like, just a, an anchor on the Yankees, like, in a bad way. Like, not an anchor for them, but, like, an anchor weighing them down for five years now, five right? Years. Like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> OK, most of that time he's been injured, right? 2019, 20, 21, 22, 23. 2022 was like uh, close to a full season, uh, but he was bad in that season. Oh, the rest of that time, he's
0: just... in 2020. He had a 122 OPS plus.
1: Oh, that's true. Sorry. 2020 is uh, also the short it's season. The short... too. So, yeah, that's, that, why that's his, fair. Uh, you know,
0: counting stats and his wins above replacement look so bad. I, don't, I know. I I make that mistake. I make that mistake all the
1: time. I always right. like 54 games in 2020. He was injured, uh, especially because it's surrounded by 59 in right. 2019 and 32 in 2021. Also, so it just like looks like it's part of the I pattern. But you right. I don't
0: believe that he was worth negative 0.7 defensive WAR in 2020 in 54 games when he's never been less than negative 0.3 in a full season. Like, are you sure? I
1: don't know. I mean, that's you know did defensive war is already kind of
0: uh i just don't think (laughs) that he'd be that bad yeah
1: but 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 so for at least the last three years he's been kind of and and even before that like yeah there was a shortened season that he was good in but he has been like i mean you know for the for the length of this contract he stayed on the field for less than half of it (laughs) like
0: i I will admit um, i am um... biased uh because he always kills the twins like Always kills the twins. He is so mad that we traded him for nothing that he he yeah. murders us every time. It's crazy. Um but he comes he comes off the IL just to play the twins, then goes right, right back on the That's IL. That's what he does.
1: Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so like, but it is the, the, the really big interesting thing about this is that uh in addition to this year, there are two more years on his contract right. plus a uh, club option with a buyout. Um, and you know, we, we have over the last few years seen more and more of this, of, of teams DFAing guys on big contracts, but usually it's been in the last year of their contract, uh, and not with, you know, $25 million left owed to them on the contract. Um, so I, I mean, I think we're going to end up seeing more of this, of, of guys like this who are just like you're get you're going to get more value out of paying the guy 25 million dollars to play for some other team than you are getting him to play for your team, right? Um, you know, and it's it's like it's a similar thing as Eric Hosmer yep. also uh just got DFA'd by the Cubs and that is kind of similarly where, you know, the Cubs weren't paying him, and the Red Sox weren't paying him. The Padres were was paying him, right. uh, so when the Padres traded him to the to the Red Sox and said we'll pay the rest of his salary, the Red Sox had no trouble releasing him, and then the Cubs picked him up, and then also had no trouble DFAing him because they're not paying his money. Uh, but he is another guy who has, you know, forty right. million dollars left on his contract that the Padres are paying all of, which is also its own hilarious and ridiculous like i don't remember if i mentioned this when this happened but i love it's my favorite thing of basically like they were trying to work out they they called up the red sox and they're like they didn't there was no negotiation it was like hey do you want eric osmer we'll pay all (laughs) the salary (laughs) which is just like the funniest thing in the world
0: take him Take him, please.
1: Just take him. We we will We'll pay for him. We'll pay you to play him. It wasn't. It was not any point of like, do you want him? They're like, I don't know. Was, do you want him? We'll pay his whole salary. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think we are going to see more of of. I mean, that's functionally kind of like a DFA for the Padres because they know he's going to play a couple months for the Red Sox and then get released, or play a couple months for whatever team and then like get DFA, so they'll pay him. For that team to release him without having to deal with being the team that released right. him, um, but I think um, I think the Yankees doing it with Hicks might open up because I think that might be a little bit like Podgers were like, well, we don't want to be the team that sets this precedent, and the Yankees were like, we'll set the precedent.
0: Just, <laughs> just cut him loose. Yeah, I mean, Eric Hosmer. Just cut him loose because we I mean, for, for plenty players year, over so the years. That, that's got to come. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah. And Hosmer, like Hosmer, was like kind of adequate for the Cubs at points like early this year as well. Like, you know, they, and, and they certainly, you know, called up, um, uh, I forget his name. Um, Matt Mervis. They called up Matt Mervis to take his job and like, he's going to shift to the bench and blah, blah, blah. blah. So like, it was very, you know, the writing was clearly on the wall for him. Um, and who knows, maybe he'll go to AAA, maybe he'll accept the assignment, you know? Well, Um, well, well, can't get
0: rid of me that easily.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I mean if somebody wants him somebody wants him but who wants Eric Hosmer right, right? <laughs> um but yeah I, I do think you know because this has been something we've seen over years and years of of teams that have a player that are you know Jason Hayward right Jason Hayward with the Cubs was a guy that they were paying a mm-hmm. ton of money and he was not good for them um you know he provided them some defensive value but like it just like you know even in even in the last couple of years he wasn't even like the defensive value did not outweigh the offensive lack of value and they're paying him 21 million dollars and like yeah at some point just cut him and like deal with it
0: you know <laughs> so all right well just to go back and wrap up this uh Yankees discussion um the the last part I had uh Clark Schmidt uh for the Yankees was talked to and not ejected which then led to the Reds manager being ejected um, because Ump said he had some glove fuzz stuck to his hand. After the game, they said this, that, yeah, it was probably some glove fuzz stuck to some rosin. We just told him to wash it off. Um... Which you know, what was not happy Honestly, there. I feel mean, really, like uh, largely with to... that
1: stuff, the Umps have been fairly reasonable. You know, it's not like right. It's not like they've gone like off the wall of like, you know. And certainly, Umps have been able have gone off the wall for other things <laughs> over this time. Right. But like for this stuff, it feels like they've been like, hey man, just watch your hands, you know, and then we'll double check.
0: Well, when, when there's only two umpires in the last four years who've exercised this right yeah. uh, to eject pitch, you think. As we know, pitchers are still, you know, there's still something out there a lot of the time, but umps seem to be pretty reasonable about it. Right. But, uh, and then, uh, we have this this crazy play. Uh, fair ball is ruled foul, and, uh, the Reds, uh, the umps, you know, call New York, get together, uh, and make the decision that the runner on first, uh, the, the decision had to be made. Does does the runner that was on first with two outs end up at third when he was already past second when the ball got by the outfielder, or does he score? And uh, I think someone said, well, either way, some manager was getting ejected for this. Uh, So they, they scored him, and Aaron Boone came out and got ejected, which... Uh, I just wanted to pull this up because I had pulled it up for for some other people. Uh, Looking at the 10 highest ejection rates in baseball history, minimum 500 games managed, which is just over three full seasons. Um, Aaron Boone is currently eighth all time for ejection rate. And actually, with a couple ejections in this last series, he might have moved up to seventh I'd have to double check, uh, but uh, the only other active manager in the top ten is David Bell. So uh, there's that. <laughs> the that fascinating. Manager. Yeah, I,
1: I I don't watch enough Reds baseball to, 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 to know why David Bell is is that guy. But you know, maybe maybe you just get ejected every single time they play the Pirates. You know. All right,
0: uh number one on the list was Bill Dolan, for those who are wondering uh he had a five point eight five percent ejection rate, um which is absolutely crazy um when you think about it, like one out of every twenty games he's gone more than that, yeah uh, <laughs> that's,
1: that's a significant pretty, chunk of the season right, <laughs> right,
0: like come on uh that's uh that is easily uh some of the craziest, uh, craziest stats to see. Um, Here, here here's one other thing that I I thought was crazy. When I I looked at it, Um, I mean, there's a few managers who have uh, thousands of games um, who have no ejections. Um, That's, that's not uncommon. Harry Wright has uh, 1,200, 1,225 wins. Uh, He managed over 23 seasons, uh, over 2,000 games managed. Um, He had zero ejections. Um, However, I feel like you might as well, outside of those zeros, right? I feel like you've got to give credit to uh, Connie Mack, who uh, managed 53 years, 7,755 games. Uh, we only have record of one ejection in all those years. Wow! And maybe that's wild. And maybe it's just the fact that we only have good enough records for the last half of that tenure. Um, but uh, even so, uh, it, to only have one on record, um, on your baseball reference profile, pretty impressive. Um, considering how many how many games uh he managed uh, for comparison tony luerza has the second amount of games managed and he has 93 ejections um so <laughs> yeah
1: uh hey you know what? i mean still 93 out of you know 7000 or whatever yeah, <laughs> how many uh, how many
0: games did luerza managed like frank frank uh good. frank seely uh who's in the hall of fame has uh 2180 games managed. she also has zero ejections on record um but he also managed 1890 to 1905 so i'm not sure how much of that is never ejections might not have even existed yet (laughs) like uh the the only guy i can see who managed into the 1950s with zero ejections with any sort of uh games managed um walter johnson not until the 1950s he managed seven seasons. He never got ejected. Maybe he should. Uh, that was that was interesting. Um, yeah, it, you got to go a long ways down this list to find anyone who has managed recently with zero ejections. So it's crazy, crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, yep. and then there's Aaron Boone and David Bell, who are jockeying, jockeying <laughs> in the top ten. Uh,
1: I, You know what? I mean, listen, I, you know, there, there is certainly something about like getting your team fired up and, and, you know, it's a thing that Boone does a bunch, right? Well, 20- <laughs> Bell again, more confused on because it's not like the Reds are a good team. And like, I'd say I'm confused on the bell thing, the Boone thing, you know, he's, he's under, he's under the, uh, the, one of the biggest microscopes that a coach can be under. So <laughs> he kind of like, you kind of have to get ejected more often if you're, if you're the Manager in New York, I feel, because otherwise you're gonna get clowned on on New York Sports Talk Radio the next day, like, why didn't Boone get ejected? It's like, well, he did. It's,
0: it's <laughs> true. That's true. Well, but not you're an NL Central fan. I feel like you, of all people, should know that the NL Central has this very sneaky, understated, absolute hatred for each other that people outside the division just don't quite get. Like reds pirates the thing is
1: but that's the thing right is, is i don't get it either because the thing is is that everybody hates us right i'm a cardinals fan everybody hates the cardinals and then kind of hate each other but like as a cardinals fan we don't hate anybody but the cubs we hate the cubs and then everybody else is like yeah i mean when they're good we
0: don't like them. when they're bad we don't care but don like, draper uh i don't think about you at all Yeah. yeah okay
1: Exactly. Except for the Cubs. The this Cubs is, we hate. I hate the Cubs. Want anybody to beat the Cubs no matter what. But the rest of them it's like, Yeah, you know, whatever. But I but I do know that like yeah, the Reds hate the pirates and the Brewers and like those those, you know, they think they have
0: rivalries, right? This it's is like, why nobody okay, likes Yankees you know, and Cardinals you know, fans, man. You just you just unfortunately
1: I get it, but it's, it's you know it's, it's like it's like when we talk about the rivalries in sports, right? It's Yankees, Red Sox, it's Cardinals, Cubs, it's it's Dodgers, Giants, right? Like those are the big ones in baseball, and the rest of them are like they exist, you know. And like I get you hate the White Sox and the Royals or whatever, I don't hate but like the Royals. you know, I just hate the White Sox. Whatever the White Sox, you hate the White Sox. Um, but like you know, like all of the 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 rivalries beyond the main three rivalries, nobody thinks about unless you're a fan of that team, right? Nobody like if you if you ask a random baseball fan. Who do what team do Twins fans hate? I don't know if many of them are going to be like, oh, the White Sox. Obviously, they're going to be like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like,
0: whoever's first <laughs> in the AL Central, exactly. And it's yeah. true, we um, do hate our own team very much at times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: uh, unfortunately, but again,
1: a, a lot of because 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 Jimmy also hates the White Sox. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, really? Yeah, like, we all hate
0: the White Sox. You guys hate? You guys all hate the White Sox? Yeah, we all hate uh, the like, White
1: who, Sox. Even like. Mushes up that much emotion about the chicago
0: white Sox, you know like i just don't we get it. It. <laughs> we just hate them. It, it i don't know oh, yeah. it's probably mostly unearned. oh you just hate them <laughs> for sure for sure i don't i don't need a reason to hate them Nine. they just they just yeah. are uh but unfortunately oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. everyone else uh you know mentioned that's why no one likes yankees and cardinals fans um yeah. also because your teams even when the fans say the sky is falling do fine every year and appear to be back. <laughs> okay, I, we a couple episodes ago we had you talking, uh, talking about the Cardinals' demise. Um, it was so. So I, I will say, yeah, you you can go back a
1: few episodes. I talked to Carter Chapley from the St. Louis post-dispatch and both of us did say this is not going to be permanent it's frustrating right now but like this team is not this bad and 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 yeah i think i even ended the interview saying we'll have you back on in a few weeks when the cardinals are good again to to talk about that so like i i certainly got worried i i definitely got worried because it was very it was, it was You know, it was frustrating baseball. Like you can't Mm -hmm. deny the it was just frustrating to watch the team be ten and twenty four or whatever, right? Like just that's just that's that any if your team, it's tough to see that. But I never lost the faith. I knew they were going to get good again. It was just hard to to enjoy bad baseball for for five weeks. I know, I know, no, I know. It's uh, listen, I'm sure it's, it's just as tough to, uh, to enjoy bad baseball for five months. Right. But it's like, it was tough to to like, it's tough to, it's, you know, like when the twins are bad or when, like when a team that has, has actual bad seasons that aren't, <laughs> aren't, you know, like the Cardinals or the Yankees or whatever, I get, I know I'm blessed. I understand. I understand. Um, But like when your team is bad, like it's tough to watch a bad five week stretch. It's tough to ba- watch a bad five month stretch. Um, It was, it, was like it was hard to to get excited about bad cardinal baseball but like i you know i still kept the faith like i i never was like the sky is falling this team is awful trade everybody it was like can we just get some pitching in here? Like, we knew the pitching was bad. Can we get – like, they're not this bad. They're going to get better. They need a spark. And maybe that spark was Adam Wainwright coming off of the IL because that's right around the time that the team turned it around. Um, but uh, but it's like, they need a spark. What do they need? They need something to change at least a little bit. Um, and, uh, and you know, they turned it around. And, like, you know, the, like their Pythagorean record was always – like, I think they – yeah, you know, they like they still have right now a losing record. They're twenty one and twenty seven. Their Pythagorean record is twenty five and twenty two. They have a positive run differential. The team was just not playing to their talent level, and and you know now they're playing closer to it, and maybe they're playing a little bit above, right? And that's going to happen over the course of the season. Like they're not a team that's going to score eighteen runs one night and then sixteen runs a couple of nights later. Like that's just that's not. You know that's not. Uh, you can't expect that to be um, sustainable. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then and then ten runs today as well. Um, but you know, uh, you you get into a good rhythm and and you win a couple of series against good teams, right? It was the the last two series wins. It was uh, it, the last week was uh, five and two. Uh, one loss to the Brewers. One loss to the Dodgers. But otherwise three wins against the Dodgers. Two wins against the Brewers. And that's exactly what you want to see from a team that that you know every most people predicted going into the season was going to win the division. Um, and again, certainly not uh, not with not what I wanted to see, or not what any Cardinals fan wanted to see in April and the very beginning of May. But as soon as they turned it around, they turned it around, and you know I'm I'm happy to see it, and I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> I I fully understand why people hate. The Cardinals, because this happens all the time. Oscar Mercado went like three for three with five RBIs today. Like I get it, I understand. <laughs> I know where you're coming from.
0: Oh, right. Ah, that's a lot. <laughs> lot to talk about the Cardinals. Here's something I I want your opinion on. As I'm as I was looking at it, preparing for this episode, I'm looking at. I, I did enjoy, by the way, your
1: sarcastic laugh at five weeks of bad baseball. Right. <laughs>
0: I get it. I get it. Some of us have endured more than five years. I understand. I get it. Listen, some guardians <laughs> fans would argue they've had five decades, but let's face it. They've yeah. been to the world series multiple times in that time. Let's not. Listen, yeah, the, the Pittsburgh pirates had 20 straight losing seasons. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, so this, this is something I found really interesting. Uh, Cause of course I'm looking at fan graphs, preparing for the episode, looking at different things. Um and this really jumped out to me because I looked at the NL Central and I saw the Cardinals listed first in their projected standings. Uh when I looked by divisions and I'm like, "What? No, that can't be right." I mean, yes, the Cardinals are on a good tear, but they're still 6 losses more than the Brewers, like they they're, they can't be favored to make up that. Like maybe very close, but they can't be favored to make that up. Um and sure enough they aren't. The Brewers still have over a 50% chance to win the division. Um, They have a higher chance to clinch a bye. They have higher playoff odds. But it was sorted by win World Series odds. And despite having lower playoff odds, lower Division Series odds, lower Championship Series odds, the Cardinals are listed at 3% chance to win the World Series, and the Brewers at, are at 29 Why do you think so, the Cardinals have that little extra bit? And you can see it all the way through the playoffs that their yeah. fate, like, the gap goes down each round.
1: I, I will say that this might have changed from from the time we made the outline to now, because right now it's showing the opposite that the Brewers have 3.0 and the the Cardinals have 2.9, but it's still virtually even. So I think it is still worth worth talking about because, because the
0: right now, it just flipped.
1: Yeah. Because the Brewers have 62 make playoffs. The Cardinals have 44 make playoffs, but still 3% to 2.9% win world series. Right. Um, Right. Yeah, I I don't know. It is fascinating. I think it is just a little bit of that zip stuff, right? Of the Cardinals are expected to be the better team by zips and by, you know, like by all sort of preseason factors um i i don't know the maybe we should have dan zemborski back on the podcast to talk about the math of the playoff odds uh predictor because it is it is a fascinating you know like if we look at the astros and rangers right the rangers are two game or um two games ahead of the astros right now but the astros have a double chance to make the world series
0: obviously i mean that i don't i have no qualms with obviously they actually do right right for sure (laughs) like we understand but it is it is interesting that the the the
1: numbers is so dramatically higher um you know again of course it is because we know it's we know it to be true um (laughs) that the astros have a higher
0: i guess i guess what i'm what i'm reading after like vocally processing this and thinking it through you mentioned that i guess the idea there is uh yes the cardinals have a better team but uh, and if they make the playoffs they're more likely to go on a deeper run but the brewers what is it five game lead at this point um is enough right to to buffer them uh, and uh, keep them ahead. Also, interesting, Cardinals it's have played two more games of than the May. Brewers. <laughs> right. The Cardinals have played two more games than the Brewers, and the Brewers yeah. have a roof. That's that always uh, interesting, That those quirks of scheduling. But yes. Uh, oh, I guess <laughs> Cardinals go to London this year, don't they? So they and the Cubs yep, the Cardinals, probably... the Cardinals play in London in June. Oh, so they yep. and the Cubs have those extra off days. All right, that makes sense. Yep. Ver- verbally processing yeah,
1: work, scheduling, scheduling.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I wanted to go to those London games, but tickets are so expensive to fly to London like, not even the tickets to the game, the ticket, the, 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 the tickets to get there. Like, I just can't pay $1,200 to go to London in June. Yeah.
0: Yep, just a little too much. All right, uh, two quick uh, things we'll talk about here. I want to mention, uh, in the NL West, the first one. Um, because they're a team that has had so many headlines over the last couple of years. Uh, the Padres are kind of floundering right now. Um,
1: Dude, what? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't I understand was really happy
0: when the twins beat them in a series and now it's fe- I feel like I should be sad. We didn't sweep them. Like what's what's <laughs> going on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause after the twins, I mean, this whole month they, they've won one series and it was against the Reds. They dropped two or three to the Dodgers, two or three to the twins, then got swept by the Dodgers and then dropped two or three to the Royals. Right. And then two or three to the Red Sox. It's just like, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, like, <laughs> you know, like what, I don't know what you think as a public, like, what you can think as a Padres fan of like, what, what, can this team do <laughs> like they spend the money they get the players some of the players play well some of them play less well but are still you know, like you know above average players it's just like what you know what you i mean you go out and you get a manager who for all intents and purposes is good like do you fire melvin and put shilton as manager like what do you like what you, what do you do if you're the Padres? Like. I, yeah, this certainly I think you is just let what... it
0: ride at this you point. Sure. You gotta just let it ride. I like it. Feels like they should. It like it's got to turn around at some point, right? Let's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, See you if know. they can write the ship against the Nationals here, and then they go play the Yankees. Uh, sorry for them, the Padres. That is. I um, think the Nationals
1: are in a good stretch too right now, right? Or
0: they are also, yes, to be fair, the Nationals have been in a, a pretty good stretch of baseball for, here. They, for the
1: Nationals. Like as you know, the they're still they're still the Nationals. They're still not a oh, good no, team. Never mind.
0: Like... No, no, no. They're not in a good stretch. They just beat it, they just beat the Mets in a series, so everyone thought they were in a good they didn't even beat the Mets. They split a series well, of no, the Mets they, they split, and they beat they, the Giants. They split the Mets. They beat, they beat
1: the Giants. They lost to the Diamondbacks. We we're going to talk about in a moment, but they also beat the Cubs. Like they, they have a, they, they have won three of, uh, two, two of four series and split one this month so and they far. Got which swept is
0: by the Marlins. Like, um, did they? Yep, they got swept by the Marlins earlier in, this week <laughs> in oh. Miami. Yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, the, 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 I, I went to the Nationals subreddit to look at the standings, and I think they manually update
0: these. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, oh, gosh! Those which which
1: we used we used to do on the Cardinal subreddit. Um, oh, uh, I, I, I remember souls. having to do those. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so they they do not have anything updated past uh
0: half of the met series which is like to be, to be fair i wouldn't have updated past half the met series after getting swept by the marlins uh and
1: the, Mar- the marlins yeah. have not been bad this year the marlins have been like a solid a one team. run
0: machine a, a one, one
1: run, run yeah exactly win machine. That's, I mean, that's, that's a whole other segment of of marlins yeah. and one run games you know like they have a negative run differential but they have won like every one run game they've played
0: yeah they either um, get
1: blown out or win by a run
0: it's it's either they 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 win by a run because they're uh because <laughs> their their pitching can lock it down or because for some reason luis Ariz wasn't in the starting lineup specifically so he could pinch hit at the right time and <laughs> uh and make something happen um so okay, the okay. Separate,
1: by the way still doesn't even have a sidebar <laughs> They did move from Let's Go Fish uh, this
0: year, but... Um, I'm curious if they're even on old Reddit. Like, if the mods are even on the old one. That's a
1: great question.
0: It, most traffic... Okay, like, 90% of traffic comes from mobile. So, yeah, sadly, yeah. your desktop no, that, 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 stuff, that's all, a, all a, like a, means very I, little. I do, think,
1: I do think Destiny Bond uses new Reddit. I don't know if, about Navi, but I do think Destiny Bond is one of the people who uses new Reddit. Um, because a lot of times it's just like, you know, the mods have all been on Reddit long enough that right. we're like, well, we use new old Reddit, so we gotta make sure that old Reddit has the stuff we want it to have. Um, but um, you know, if the mod team doesn't use it, then what do they care? I get it. Right,
0: right, exactly. Um all right, so so Marlins one run. We'll we'll touch on them if they keep this up. Um one team, you mentioned that we're gonna talk about them. That the last team I wanted to talk about here because I felt like it was finally worth mentioning. Um, because the Diamondbacks are somehow sitting they twenty-seven third... and twenty in the first wild card spot, the third best record in the National League. They're a game and a half behind the Dodgers, and we were talking beforehand how how has it happened that they have done this and we haven't talked about them? Like they're half a game behind the
1: Astros,
0: right? Like different league, different, whatever, but like what (laughs) we've talked about the Rangers. We've talked about the Orioles, the rays, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the blue Jays. We've talked about the Braves. We've talked about the pirates. We've even talked a little bit about the tigers who are, Twenty and twenty-four, but that's better than we thought they'd be. Yeah, have we mentioned the Diamondbacks we once on this podcast not. in the last two months? We like... haven't, because <laughs> like even in a passing mention, like you know, no, because they never dominate a week. They just go oh, you four know, we... and two every week, and we don't even like they don't sweep that often. And the what what, what I mentioned the one time they swept, they swept the Giants. It was right after they lost a series to the Marlins so it didn't feel and that was last week like I will say we
1: might we might have uh, offhandedly mentioned them when they uh DFA'd Bumgarner
0: Oh yes that um, was it that was where we talked about they DFA'd yeah. Bumgarner because they might be serious and then we chuckled <laughs> who, by the way, Bumgarner is another guy who
1: like his contract ended this year. Right. So right. not, not in the class of the guys like Hicks and Hosmer. Uh, but yeah, I mean like nothing on paper of this team looks like it should be a 27 and 20 team, right? Like they have Zach Gallen at the top and Merrill Kelly is a pretty soft, but like the rest of their uh, pitchers are like fine. Like uh, they have, you know, a relief core that is fine. Like they've split their, their saves amongst three or four pitchers. Like, uh, their their uh batting order like is like you know <laughs> Christian Walker is is less good than he was last year but still fine like Kettle Marte is still not the kind of elite-ish player he was supposed to be, but Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Geraldo Perdomo are crushing it. Um like the the rookie last year, Jake McCarthy, who was like seemed good, got sent down uh because right. he was not good. Uh but Paven Smith is like an above average hitter. Like everyone, like I what, what? Corbin Carroll? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What 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 like the Diamondbacks are one of those teams who like every time you look at them they just don't nothing about the team ever makes any sense and either it's like they're hitting really really well but doing really really poorly or it's just like yeah everything's working on all cylinders they there's never there's no in between they i don't like it's not just a this year thing it's an every year thing with this with this team of is like who who are these people <laughs> like
0: well, who is gabriel moreno it, it turns out not having a historically poor road record to start the season uh like what was it 2021 where they just couldn't win uh on the road it just horrendous uh or was that at home just just horrendous at one point uh how bad they ended up um yeah yeah oh here we yes there there was their losing streak. <laughs> their, their June skid where they lost 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games in a row. Avoid losing 17 games oh, yeah. in a row um, yeah, yeah, yeah. following a separate 10 game losing streak. Uh, turns out that's good for you. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has 7 home runs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I... Uh none it's it, it's like it's like the opposite of the Yankees, right? You go to the Diamondbacks and you have absolutely zero pressure. <laughs> and that's when like that's what some players need, right? Like Lourdes Guerreal this year has been better than Dalton Varsho, um who was like that was like the you know, the the trade of the off season was 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 those two. I'm not like not like the only trade, but like that was that was their trade. their their big trade was trading an outfielder for an outfielder. um and it's worked out for them. Um, And the other guy they got in that trade was Gabriel Moreno, who is their starting catcher now. (laughs) And like, you know, he's been like an average hitter, but like an average hitter and a starting catcher is like, that's a good thing to be. Right. I don't, I don't, uh, who's emmanuel rivera look like, who is the who are these people
0: <laughs> cue the major league jiff uh that's yeah a... <laughs> like uh, tommy henry that's not a real guy that is a mlb the show generated name he's right I... <laughs> next to barry Hikoshoma on, on my OTP yeah. team
1: uh... <laughs> kyle nelson has a one five era in the bullpen like what what is this team and I feel uh, this happens anytime anytime I look at the Diamondbacks BB ref like any year I'm I look at the roster I'm like what who are these people and how do they have these stats And then it's like, and usually it's like, and the team finished fourth in the NL West. And it's like, okay, but like, why were all of these players good? And then they also finished fourth. Like, I don't, (laughs) I've never understood the Diamondbacks. And this year is no exception.
0: If they keep this up, we need to focus on getting some Diamondbacks beat writer on here and ask them, who are these people? (laughs) How are Corbin, they? Doing I know Corbin
1: Carroll. You know, like I know. I know a decent number of names. On like I know uh, Josh Rojas, right? Like not for great reasons, but like I know oh, yeah, he's been Zach around. Gallen, you know, obviously. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Merrill Kelly. But like anybody, past Gallon and Kelly. Like I know Brandon fought because he is kind of a like you know was like a prospect. Like okay, uh, but like barely know Brandon fought. Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry, no shot. You know Scott McGuff. Like I kind of know this name because. Like, by the because way his who, name is
0: scott mcguff and it reminds well, you no. of a crime dog uh
1: that's true Well, i think because like he was like maybe going to be the closer going into the season I, I knew him for fantasy reasons uh but i mean, he also did play the last like five years in japan so there's that um <laughs> but yeah like what i i don't know i <laughs> kevin ginkle that's not a real person are you kidding me kevin ginkle he's been on this team for five years how is that possible <laughs> <laughs> oh. How I, I truly, I, this is a this is real time. I, how have I never heard of? Ke- His name is Kevin Ginkle, and I've never heard of him. He's been on the Diamondbacks for five. He's been on the Major League Diamondbacks roster for five years. Never heard of Kevin Ginkle in my well, life. To
0: be fair, he's pitched a grand total of one hundred and sixteen innings and eight feet not of them this year.
1: it's not nothing. He's pitched less he's than forty innings a year. for MLB <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying he's like you know a um, major major part of that, but like still you know Kevin his name is Kevin Ginkle. You think you'd heard heard of Kevin Ginkle? You know that's true. I've heard of Dre Jameson, who's 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 also sent down. But like you know yeah, this is. <laughs>
0: Oh right. what a uh we'll we'll have to figure out if we need to learn more of these names and uh figure out if <laughs> if it's worth it or not. Uh for what it's Austin worth,
1: Adams on the Diamondbacks, look at that. For
0: what it's worth, Fangraphs still thinks that uh the Padres are going to pass the Diamondbacks and make the playoffs. Of
1: course they are. Of course they are. There's no way the diamondbacks are actually this good, but like enjoy it while it lasts, right. you know?
0: Um all right, uh, we, we ripped on them earlier. We said how much uh, me and Jimmy hated them. But our final fun fact for the day, um, just coming coming uh, out for the White Sox, um, the White Sox have now started 162 right-handed pitchers in a row. The last lefty to start for the White Sox was Dallas Keichel i mean I just an astounding statistic like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> just that's that's i think it's up to like 164 now um because i think this was a couple Crazy. days ago that, that was <laughs> not a single not a single like not a spot starter not nothing just all righties all the time
0: amazing astounding
1: Not like not even like a you know there's not even like a um, like an opener in the middle there (laughs) like no nope just all righties
0: yeah and that's all I got uh, because it's been a weird week (laughs) you know we went long enough I mean this is actually
1: a nice length episode maybe partially because I spent ten minutes just confused about the Arizona Diamondbacks that's
0: true. All right. We'll, we'll keep it nice and uh, simple here. Thank you for listening to episode 125 of Rain Delayed Radio. My name is Lewis. I'm the executive producer of this podcast, and I did co-host this week's episode. Our wonderful editor is Naim, who also co-hosted this episode. If this is your first time listening, I promise this is not one of those podcasts where it's just Two dudes talking every time. (laughs) We have other members of the team. We have other guests. We sure do. But they were all busy this week. So uh
1: we had we had listen, we had we had a great interview two weeks or three weeks ago with Carter Chapley of the Post Dispatch, which is now out of date because the Cardinals aren't bad anymore. But we do that kind of thing sometimes. We had a good segment a couple weeks ago eulogizing the Oakland Athletics who are probably moving
0: to vegas yeah we'll see we'll see uh we we covered that a bit last week uh so uh and uh yeah also our theme music was composed by jack lease uh rain delay radio releases every monday morning as long as nine remembers to edit and hit the submit button which is pretty much every week even if it's a little late
1: i think one time i forgot to hit the submit button right
0: Yeah, and then you realize it at like 10 a.m. So we we took a small listener dip because for one week (laughs) and then it was back. Um, (laughs) But hey, thank you all for uh, listening. We uh, love doing this. We'll be back next week and uh, we hope to see you then. Bye.
1: I was punchy this week. (laughs) I was really. (laughs) There we go. Boom.